I got my miracle. 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 This is the place for miracles. Does God have a lost and found department? Well, as I said when I was a kid, in school, we had a lost and found department. If something got lost, you lost your jacket, you lost a school book, you went down to the lost and found department to find it. And it reminded me of the song that my dad used to sing. He would only sing one song in his crusades as I was growing up, usually on Friday night, and people would jam the tent just to hear him say and sing when he reached down his hand for me. And when he got to the line that said, I was lost and undone without God or His Son, when he reached down his hand for me. Does God have a lost and found department? Well, if you look in Luke chapter 15, you find some interesting parables and stories, but you need to understand the background. Jesus was under heavy, heavy criticism from uh, the religious leaders. Uh, this is the group that I ran away from when I was a kid because they were such judgmental type people. You know people like that? Uh, don't look to your left, don't look to your right. Uh, they were criticizing him. They said, well, he eats with sinners. He drinks with sinners. And they hated him. They're always looking for some reason to hang him out to dry. And, of course, he told them a story, beginning in verse 4, about the man who had a hundred sheep. And said, if, if he lost one, does he not leave the, the 99 in the wilderness and go and find that one which was lost? And when he founds it, finds it, he puts it on his shoulders and rejoices and goes back home, calls his friends and rejoices, has a banquet, has a party over the one that was lost. And he said, God gets more glory out of one being saved that was lost than the 99 who weren't lost and didn't need salvation. Then he tells a remarkable story, beginning in verse 11, about the prodigal son, a man who had two sons. And one, the younger son, came to him and said, Give me, he probably didn't have a smile on his face. Give me what is mine. Give me my inheritance. And the father reluctantly acquiesced and gave him his inheritance. And the Bible says the young man went off uh, into a distant land and, uh, and wasted his money on riotous living. And you know the story as well as I do. Well, there are several things I want to share with you about this story. First of all, there are three things about the devil in this story. Now, the Bible tells us in John 10.10 10, that the thief or the devil comes before to steal and kill and destroy. Okay? He comes to steal from you. He comes to kill you. He comes to destroy everything about you. Well, there are three things in this story about the devil and this young man. The first is, he'll take you farther than you want to go. And that's the story of this young man. This young man took his inheritance and went to a far country where he thought he would be free. There was a time in my life, in my teenage years, when I wanted to be free. I told my dad, get the hell out of my life. And he, he said, son, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get the hell out of your life. I wanted to be free. Well, I got news. Freedom isn't what it's all cracked up to be. Because freedom is not the right to do as you please. True freedom is the responsibility to do what you ought to do. So the first thing about the devil in this story is he'll take you farther than you want to go. The second thing about the devil is he will keep you longer than you want to stay. While this young man was there in that far country, he spent his living on a riotous living until he had spent all of his money and literally went into debt and had to become a slave. He was indentured to a pig farmer. And then a famine struck. You know, when things go bad, when you are so far out of the will of God, 
The devil comes in like a roaring lion seeking to devour you. And that young man and his whole life fell apart. He stayed. He stayed until the famine came. And now indentured a slave to a pig farmer. This is a Jewish boy feeding the pigs. And then the third thing I want you to see about the devil in this story is he makes sure it will cost you more than you want to pay. It cost this young man everything about himself. Cost him his self-respect. Cost him his livelihood, for he had spent all he had and now was indentured, was, in a, was a slave. Uh, cost him everything he had. Well, what does the Bible say? What shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? These three things about the devil. Very, very powerful point of this story. But there are also three things about God in the story because the Bible says that the young man came to himself. And here are the three things about God in the story. Number one, the young man recognized his sin and he repented. Repentance is a change of mind. It's not a change of heart. Because you can't change your heart. But I got news, God will not change your mind. He recognized his sin and he repented. He said, I have sinned against heaven and against earth and against my father. The second thing about God in this story is the young man said, I will go home unto my father. Well, how do you go home to the father? The pathway is through Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son Jesus into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So he recognized his sin, and he repented. And secondly, he came home to his Father, and you and I can come home to our Heavenly Father. And the third thing about God in the story is, when he came home, he received more than he ever had before. <laughs> the Father saw him coming. And it began to weep and run toward him, which was a, an undignified thing for a, for a Jewish father, a leader, an elder like his father was to do. For in order to run, he had to lift up the skirt of his robe, and that was undignified. But he, the Bible shows him running toward his son. He ran toward him, and he was crying, and he, he screamed out, Kill the fatted calf, which was a symbol of celebration. It was time for a party. And then he said, put the best robe on him. The young man's clothes were tattered and worn now, having lived those years uh, in slavery, indentured to a pig farmer. Put the, put the best robe on him, which was a sign of his sonship being restored. Then put a ring on his hand, a signet, which was a symbol that he was put once again into a place of authority. And then he said, put shoes on his feet. Did you know in those days, slaves were not allowed to wear shoes? They had to go barefooted. He came home to his father barefooted. Put sandals, put shoes on his feet, which was a symbol, no longer a slave again. And the father said, for this my son was dead, but he has come back to life again. He was lost, but now he is found. Yes, God has a lost and found department. And the doorway is through the shed blood of Jesus. Let me ask you a question. Have you been in a far away country? I'm not talking about some physical nation. Have you been away from the things of God? Have you been away from your family? Have you been away from the things that you were raised on? Have you been away from the power of God in your life? Have you made a, a change? Are you ready to make a change? Would you like to repent and ask God to forgive you? Well, I've got news. I know how to pray for you if you'll let me. 
why don't you join me in a sinner and a rededication prayer right now? For you, like this young man, can come home to your Heavenly Father. You, like I, when I was 19, when I came home to my Heavenly Father. And my life was transformed and I got the call to the ministry that I'm enjoying today. Would you like to repent and be born again? Would you like to rededicate your life to the Lord? Would you like for a change? Let me pray this prayer with you. Pray it out loud with me right now. Say this, Father, in the name of Jesus, I've been wrong. I'm sorry. I ask you to forgive me and cleanse me and make me new. I renounce Satan and all of his works. I believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. He died for my sins. He took stripes on his back for my healing. And today, I repent. I change my mind. I turn my back on those things. And I receive Jesus. I rededicate my life to Him in His name. Now, friend, if you meant that with your heart, then it's party time. Yes, God has a lost and found department. Yes, He does. It's celebration time. And just in the same way that that sheep herder rejoiced over finding one lost sheep, there's rejoicing in the presence of the angels. And I'm rejoicing with you. I'd like to know that you prayed that prayer with me. Go online, send me an email, royalroberts.com, or call the Abundant Life Prayer Group, 918-495-7777, or write me, Richard Roberts. Let me know you just prayed that prayer. Thank you for tuning in to the Place for Miracles podcast. If you would like to receive prayer, call our Abundant Life Prayer Group at 918-495-7777 or go to oralroberts.com prayer. Our website also features uplifting articles, online Bible classes, books, and other resources to help build your faith in God. If you'd like to support the outreaches of the Oral Roberts Ministries, please go online to oralroberts.com to make your donation today.